me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. 
He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you, even in a time of... Well, good evening, everybody. It is my joy to have you here tonight at Victory Christian Fellowship. Thanks for coming out and thanks for watching us online. And we just serve an awesome God. And he is great and he is in our midst. Father, we just thank you that when two or three are gathered in your name, you are in our midst, Lord. You're ready to move. You're ready to pour out your goodness and your grace. And Lord, we just thank you that your power is present to do what only it can do. And we just give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen. Let's stand together tonight. The light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me Oh, 
Father, we exalt you in this place. We exalt you in this country, Lord. And in the world, we exalt you above our problems. Lord, we exalt you above any pressures that are coming against us. Lord, we we exalt you over challenges and difficulties. Oh, Lord, we give you thanks and praise. We exalt our Lord and Savior. And you give us victory. You cause us to overcome and be more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name. We exalt you in this place, Lord. We lift you up in this place. In our homes, in our neighborhood, in our community. We lift up the name of Jesus. Oh, you answer all things, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Glory to the name of Jesus. Praise your holy name. nothing that you can do, Lord. Nothing is too hard for you. Oh, glory, glory to God. Well, we serve a good God. We ought to get excited about God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we thank you We come with expectation and anticipation, Lord, knowing that you're going to speak to us and we hear your voice. For you are my advertisements of my goodness and my grace. I've called you out of darkness and into my light. You are my chosen people. You are my kings and priests. I've called you to show forth my glory, reflect my goodness, disperse my grace. Oh, you are my vessel, my chosen vessel, my vessel of honor. You are meat for my use, prepared unto every good work. I will fill you up and pour you out and fill you up again so that I can pour you out some more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen, 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 amen. You may have your seats if you can. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. That was amazing. Hallelujah. Well, our youth are having their ongoing uh, fundraisers become quite the business. 
And uh, they're doing a fantastic, phenomenal job. And uh, we're glad that you're here. Um, coming up, we have our annual women's conference is coming up April 8th and 9th. If you haven't registered, go ahead and register for that. It's by donation. Our special guest is going to be Dr. Michael Jacobs, and he specializes uh, in uh, angels, and it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great conference, and he'll also be with us on that Sunday as well. And uh, that's coming up very soon. Amen? And then, uh, glory to God. A lot of good things are happening. And I just want to uh, read a verse to you in uh, John chapter 4. And uh, we're going to start with verse 35, John 4 and verse 35. He says, Do not say... It is still four months until the harvest comes. Look, I say to you, raise your eyes and look at the fields and see they are white for harvest. Already the the reaper is receiving his wages and he is gathering fruit for eternal life. Now, here's the here's the phrase that I want you to pay attention to. He who plants and he who reaps may rejoice together. The reapers and the planters rejoice together. Amen? You ought to rejoice when you plant so that you can rejoice when you reap. Amen? And if you're going to reap, you got to plant. Right? You don't get tomato, you don't get a tomato garden by thinking about tomatoes. You got to put tomato seeds in the ground, right, to get those tomatoes. Just like you got to put your seed in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Your seed is your time, your talent, and your treasure. And uh, you can do that any time during the service. And I would encourage you know kids to do that too. Our kids have done that, and we see the results of it. You can give any time during the service. If you're watching online, you can give through our website. Father, I just speak a blessing over each and every gift and all of our givers, Lord. And I thank you that you multiply their seed sown, and you cause them to reap an abundant overflowing too much harvest in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to dismiss our kids tonight for our kids' life. Wednesday refreshing, amen. So kids and teachers, we want, to, we want you to have a great class. Be dismissed. Learn about God. Experience his power and his goodness. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, are you ready for the word tonight? You came to hear from heaven. Amen. I always seek the Lord as to what he wants to say. And uh, I want you to go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we're going to begin in verse 13. This phrase was rolling around in me. And at one o'clock this morning, it was rolling around even more. I was writing down some notes at one o'clock this morning from one to one thirty. 
So this is fresh, hot off the press. From the Father's heart to your heart. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, he introduces to us a phrase and he said, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up, raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. Amen. Amen. So tonight I want to talk about what is the spirit of faith. Amen. And, you know, the Bible is so good. You don't have to go anywhere to find out what the Bible is saying other than the Bible. And uh, starting with verse 1, the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he was writing these words, and God was thinking about you. God had you on his mind. Because... The words that were written on this page, they're not just any words. They are God's words, and he preserved them for us to benefit from. So we're going to feed your faith tonight. So what is the spirit of faith? And starting in verse 1, he says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. The spirit of faith is the spirit of ministry. The spirit of ministry is serving God and serving people. Ministry is service. Yes, it's an appointment. Yes, it's an office. Yes, it's something that God calls you to do. But ministry is service. So the spirit of faith is the spirit Of ministry. I want you to go to um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I want you to look at verse 8. Or no, I'm sorry. It's, uh, should be 1 Corinthians 5. No, I'm sorry, it's 18. 2 Corinthians 5, 18. Sorry about that. 2 Corinthians 5, 18. And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and has given us the what? Did you know that God gave you a ministry of reconciliation? In other words, God wants to use you to bring people to him. God made it, he set it up so that people would reach people. And we all have been given the ministry of reconciliation to say that God was in Christ, verse 19, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us 
the word of reconciliation. Not only do we have the ministry of reconciliation, but we have the word of reconciliation. The word of reconciliation is God loves you and he wants to know you, so let's reconnect with him. Amen? And then verse 20, now then, not going to be right now, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead be reconciled to God. Say, I'm an ambassador. In other words, you are heaven's representative. You are heaven's representative. He gave you a ministry of reconciliation, and he gave you a word of reconciliation. So the spirit of faith is the spirit of ministry. Amen? We all are serving God. But then God will instruct you and God will direct you how he wants you to serve people. He wants me to feed his sheep. This is what God called me to do. This is the ministry that he's called me to do, is to feed sheep. Amen? Amen. So the spirit of faith is the spirit of ministry. You know, God didn't call those who were excellent in skill. Matter of fact, God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He uses the base things. Of the, he, he, he calls the unexpected to do great things. Who would have thought that God would call a persecutor to be a preacher? Who would have thought that God would call a fearful, low-image person like Gideon to save his nation from an innumerable amount of people with 300 men. Amen? But the spirit of faith is the spirit of ministry. And we have the ministry from the Lord. Alright? And it's it says that we receive mercy. The spirit of faith receives mercy from God. You know, when you woke up this morning, there was some new mercy waiting for you, ready for you, and prepared for you. Right? We know the scripture, Lamentations chapter 3, starting with verse 20. says, My soul continually remembers them and is bowed down within me, but this I say... I call to mind, therefore, I have hope. It is because the Lord's loving kindness or his mercy, we are not consumed. Aren't you glad? Mercy keeps you from being consumed. Because his tender compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. How many know we need to celebrate the greatness of his faithfulness? God is the most faithful person to you that you will ever meet. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll never betray you. He'll never say anything bad about you. He loves you. You work for a rich Jew. Your retirement plan is out of this world. Your healing plan is by his stripes. That's your insurance policy. It's not your insurance. It's your assurance policy. Amen. So the spirit of faith receives mercy from God. And through his mercy, we get salvation, we get opportunities, and we get blessings. 
Mercy gives us what we weren't qualified to have. Grace gives us what we didn't deserve. Amen? So the spirit of faith is the spirit of ministry, and the spirit of faith receives mercy from God. All right? And the, the spirit of faith, it doesn't faint. It doesn't, we don't get discouraged. We don't lose motivation, and we don't lose heart, and we never give up. Faith never gives up. Faith doesn't get discouraged. Why? Because when discouragement comes, faith will encourage itself. You've got a, you've got an encourager. You've got the greatest encourager on the inside of you called the Holy Ghost. He's always up. He's never down. And he never wears a frown. He's the source of your joy. He's in you. He's living on the inside of you. So the spirit of faith Never gives up. It doesn't faint. No matter what it faces. You could face an innumerable opponent. Still not bigger than God. You can face an ocean. Not bigger than God. You could face a valley. Not bigger than God. Nothing you're going to face in life is bigger than God. Your God is bigger than anything you're going to face. So if you just rely on God, he'll get you through no matter what. The spirit of faith. The spirit of faith, it maintains courage. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. It says, be on your guard... Stand firm in your faith. We got too many weak-kneed Christians. They're not standing firm in faith. They sway. You're not a palm tree. You're an oak tree. Hallelujah. Stand firm in faith. Respecting God's precepts. Keeping your doctrine sound. Act like men and be courageous. Be strong. Let everything you do be done in love. That's the spirit of faith. What is the spirit of faith? All right. The spirit of faith. He goes on to say. In verse 2. He further, further defines the spirit of faith, this is first, this is, uh, second Corinthians four, verse two. We're camping out in second Corinthians four, so if I, if I refer back to this, this is where we're going to be camping out tonight. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience, in the sight of God, the spirit of faith renounces disgraceful things. The spirit of faith does not operate on trickery or manipulation. Those are tools of the enemy. The spirit of faith does, it doesn't adulterate the word of God. In other words, the spirit of faith shoots it straight. It'll tell you like it is. It'll tell you what Jesus said. Right? 
The spirit of faith doesn't promote its own opinion more than the word of God. The spirit of faith doesn't need tricks. All it needs is the word and the Holy Ghost. Amen. When you have the word and the Holy Ghost and you just say what the word says, God will do something. God will bring his word to pass. We don't have to wonder whether or not God is going to perform his word. He will perform his word. Amen. In other words, we don't do any underhanded things. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 17. We're talking about the spirit of faith. We're giving you characteristics. You know, we all, we all have to have the spirit of faith. Amen? There is a spirit of, we have the same spirit of faith. Same as who? Same as everyone in the Bible. You have the same spirit of faith that Jesus had. Amen? You have the same faith. Why? He gave us his faith. Our faith isn't any different than his faith. It's the same faith. Why? It comes from the same source. You know, if we had a spring of water here, and we put it in different pots, it's all in different pots, but it's the same water. Amen? We're different pots, but we, we come from the same source. Right? We, we've been bottled at the same source, right? The, the glory spout. Amen? Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 2, verse 17. King James says, For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God we speak Christ. The Amplified says this. It says, we are not like many acting like the merchants peddling God's word. Shortchanging and adulterating God's message. You're not going to get shortchanged here. I guarantee you. You'll get your money's worth. He said, but from, but from pure uncompromised motives... As commissioned and sent from God, we speak his message in Christ in the sight of God. I have come to Palmyra many years ago because we were sent. We came here because we were sent. We didn't know anything about Palmyra, didn't know anybody in Palmyra, but God sent us here. Amen? He sent us here to get out a message. There were people who didn't know who they were in Christ. Amen. And God built a place before we came called New Covenant Church, which became Victory Christian Fellowship. And here we are today. We came here because we were sent to preach the word and to give you Christ with sincere motives. Amen. And that's what we've been doing. And that's what we will continue to do. No hidden agenda here. You want to come, come. If you don't, don't. You want to support, support. If you don't, don't. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. This is the spirit of faith. See, I got the spirit of faith. See, I got the spirit of faith. I'm telling you, God took a needle and wove the spirit of faith into you, into every born again believer. They have the spirit of faith. It's just some just leave it in the closet. They haven't put it on yet. It's time to come out of the closet. 
I remember years ago, I preached a message called Coming Out of the Closet. What kind of closet does a Christian come out of? The prayer closet. How, how does a Christian come out of the closet? With power. Amen. We got to come out of the closet with power. We go in the closet, we talk with God, and we come out with power. Amen. Some people come out of the closet with wrong motives, but we got to come out of the closet with power and authority. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when you have a talk with God, you got to have some power. He gives you the power to bring it to pass. God and God fully intends to fulfill every conversation that you have with him. God fully intends to fulfill every conversation you have with him, good or bad. Why did, the Israel, why did some of the Israelites die in the wilderness? Because they kept conversing about God about death. And the more they conversed about death, God gave them what they asked for. Be careful in your conversations with God. He fully intends to bring his conversations to pass. Amen? Israelites, it wasn't God's will to have a king, was it? But they kept conversing about God. We want a king, we want a king, we want a king, we want a king. What happened? They had a king. Why? What was their motive? Their motive was to be like other nations. I don't want to be like other nations. I don't want to be like other people. I want to stand out. I want to stand up. I want to be loud, bold. Amen? Uncompromising about my faith in Jesus Christ and what he can do. And what's right and what's wrong. There is a right and there is a wrong. This is the spirit of faith. It's the same spirit of faith. All right? The spirit of faith states the truth simply and plainly. Hallelujah. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Hallelujah. You know, when you're operating the spirit of faith, you need to speak the word of God simply and plainly, just as it was written. If God says you're healed, then you declare I'm healed. Why? You say it the same way he said it. Amen? When God says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, you should never say I can't. Why? God didn't say you can't. God said you can. We got to speak it like God said it. Don't mix your don't mix your feelings or experiences in with the word. Why? You dilute it. What happens when you mix traditions of men with the word? It makes the word of God ineffective. You want to shut off the power of the word, just instill your traditions of men in there. And off the word will be shut off. There'll be no power. It'll make it ineffective. Whoo, my goodness. 1 Corinthians 1.18 For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. You ever tell someone about Jesus and they thought you it was foolish? But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Glory to God. To them that believe, they respect it as the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise... And will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after 
that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. You know, preaching ought to be simple. Amen? What should be the message of your preaching? Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul said, if I know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified, I can preach. That's a simple message. What did Philip preach when he was sent to Samaria? The Bible says he preached Christ. Simple message. He talked about who he is and what he's done. He preached Christ. And what happened? Devils were cast out. People were healed. And great joy came into a city just by the simple message of preaching Christ. Preaching the anointing. Preaching the power of God. We don't have to have it so complex. If it's complex, it's too man-made. God takes the complex and makes it simple. What did God do with the commandments? He took all the commandments and made them into two. Simple. Amen? The whole law hinges on two commandments. That's simple. God simplified it. Salvation is simple. Accept Jesus, live. Don't accept Jesus, die. It's simple. Let's keep it simple. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, saint. Hallelujah. Okay? Go back to 2 Corinthians 4. <laughs> Whoo! What are we talking about? We're talking about the spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. Well, let me, let me just mention verse 3. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. The spirit of faith doesn't hide the gospel. It lives, it puts the gospel on display. Someone who's operating by the spirit of faith, you can see the gospel and you can hear the gospel. You can see it in what they do. You can hear it in what they say. If you're operating in the spirit of faith, what you hear and what you say is going to be just like what God says. Amen. Hallelujah. So the spirit of faith, all right, and then verse 4. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Whoo! We need some light of glorious gospel. Glorious gospel light, amen? Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine into him. The spirit of faith has a mind that believes God. If an unbeliever turns off the light, then a believer turns on the light. Amen? Satan can only bind unbelievers. He can't bind believers. As a believer, you've been unbound. As a believer, you've been set free. The moment you believed in Jesus, light came into you. Glorious light, wonderful light, and ever-brightening light. Proverbs 4 says your light is getting brighter and brighter as the noonday. Our light ought to be getting brighter. Amen? We ought to walk into a room and just make people put on sunglasses. Why? Because we're glow. How did Moses come off the mountain after being with God for 40 days? His skin literally glowed. 
And the people said, Moses, put a veil on. They couldn't stand to look. He had been touched. He had been in the glory, and the glory got on him. Oh, when you get in the glory, you got to let it get on you. Hallelujah. So the spirit of faith, glory to God. It believes God. Look at Isaiah 28. Isaiah 28 and verse 16. This is a powerful verse. Therefore, the Lord God says this. Listen carefully. I'm laying in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for the secure foundation firmly placed. Notice he who believes. What is what is someone who believes? It's someone who trusts. It's someone who relies on and it's someone to adheres it's someone who adheres to the stone which is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the rock that'll rock your world. Jesus will rock your sickness and leave you with healing. Jesus will rock your poverty and leave you with prosperity. Amen. But we got to trust him. We got to lean on him and we got to adhere to him. You can't do it any other way. If you're going to be a believer, you got to be connected to Jesus so strongly that you can't be persuaded any other way. You got to be fully convinced, fully persuaded that what he said is so. Amen. What he said is greater than what you feel. What he said is greater than what a An expert said. The question is, whose report are you going to believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. What's his report say? You're healed, you're filled, you're free, you're full. Hallelujah. Go to Jeremiah chapter 17. See, the spirit of faith believes God. We have the same spirit of faith as we believed according to what was written in the scriptures. Therefore, we speak. If if you don't believe in accordance with the scripture, don't open your mouth until you believe in accordance with the scripture. Okay? We're going to get to verse 13 here again. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. Spirit of faith. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts and relies on mankind. You trust on your laurels. You trust on your experience. You trust in your own strength, your own resources. What kind of man is that? Cursed when you're trusting in mankind. Making flesh its strength and whose mind and heart turn away from the Lord. You know, if you trust yourself, You're not trusting in God, therefore you're not adhering to God. Okay? Verse 6. What's he going to be like? He's going to be like a shrub in the desert. (laughs) Instead of a tree, you'll be a shrub. You'll you'll be a tumbleweed. (laughs) And shall not see prosperity when it comes but shall live in the rocky places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. My goodness. But, look at verse 7. 
Blessed is the man who believes. How many believers are here tonight? Say, I believe God. Say, I believe what God said. That means you have a spirit of faith. Amen? Blessed is the man who believes and trusts in and relies on the Lord, whose hope and confident expectation is in the Lord. For he will be like a tree. I'm not going to be no shrub. I'm going to be a tree. I'm going to be a tree what? Planted by waters. Oh, not just one water, but waters. I'm going to have plenty of water. I'm going to have refreshing water, healing water, joyful water, loving water, peaceful water. He's going to be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. Let the heat come. I'm not going to fear the heat. I'm not going to fear the gas prices. I'm not going to fear the government. Hallelujah. I'm trusting in God. My faith is in God. God will do it. If I come up against a challenge, God will do it. If I come up against a need, God will provide. How does he provide your needs? According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Can God supply your needs? Yes, he can. All right. His leaves will be green and moist. The sun won't have any effect. Why? Because I'm planted by waters. If one, one water source dries up, I got more water sources. Why? Because I'm planted by waters. Many waters. It will, it will, it will not be anxious or concerned in a year of drought. Oh my goodness. If drought comes, I'm, I'm not going to worry because I got an abundant source of water. I got someone who can bring water from a rock if I need it. This is what it means to believe God. Faith, the spirit of faith, it believes God. In spite of the circumstances, in spite of the feelings and, and the experiences you had, it believes God irregardless of what you see, feel, or hear. This is the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is, the spirit of faith knows all things are possible because they believe. How many things are possible? How many things? All things are possible to who? Only them that believe. They're not possible. All things are not possible to unbelievers. Only believers. Mark eleven twenty three. You got to believe what you say about what God said. You got to believe what you say. John 3, 15, whoever believes has. As a believer, you possess what God said before you could actually feel it. John 3, 15 says, you know, if you believe he has eternal life. How many has ever touched eternal life? But yet you got it, don't you? If Jesus is in your heart, you have eternal life. Amen. The moment you believed, you entered into eternal, let me say it this way, eternal life entered into you. Hallelujah. How, how did you get that way? Because you believed. 
The only way that you can have eternal life is to believe. You can't be good enough, can't buy your way in, can't even hang on someone's coattails. You have to believe in the Lord, in the giver of life. Amen? All right, the second part of verse 4, the spirit of faith sees the illuminating light of the gospel and the glory of Christ in the image of God. You see the illuminating light. See, I've been illuminated. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Don't worry, we'll come back to 2 Corinthians, but Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18. The eyes of your understanding, notice this phrase, being enlightened. That's an ongoing process. Amen? How many know that God is continually flooding us with light? The Bible says the entrance of his word is light. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It'll show you where you are and where you're going. Psalm 119, verse 130, the entrance of your words give light. When the word came in, the light went on. It's like opening up the refrigerator. How many open up the refrigerator? The light comes on. Isn't that amazing? You close it, the light goes off. You open it, the light comes on. When God's word enters your heart, it opens you up to light. Because God's word is light. So the spirit of faith walks in the light, lives in the light. It is, it is full of the light. Light is the only thing that drives out darkness. You know, when it was dark in the world, what did God say? Let there be light. And what happened? Darkness said, bye-bye. I got to go. Why? Light came. When you turn a light on into a dark room, where does the darkness go? It disappears. Amen? Because light is the only substance that will drive out darkness. And if you've got any darkness in your soul, pray that God will flood you with light. Amen? Hallelujah. Back to 2 Corinthians 4 and in verse 5. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 5. He is unfolding to us the spirit of faith. We have the spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians 4 5. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. All right? Aren't you glad we don't go around preaching ourselves? Let me tell you what Doug did. Now, that's not going to help you one bit. But if I say, let me tell you what Jesus did, that's going to help you a whole lot. Amen? So the spirit of faith recognizes and acknowledges Jesus as Lord and ourselves as servants. For Jesus' sake. Say, I'm a servant. For Jesus' sake. Yeah, the minute you accepted Jesus, he employed you in his service. 
You became a servant of God. You became a child of God. Amen. You became a member of his household. Everyone in God's household is a servant. It doesn't matter what position you hold. Everyone in God's household is a servant. Jesus himself said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life a ransom for many. He came to serve. How did he serve? He gave his life as a sacrifice, the ultimate service. So we are servants. Second Corinthians one twenty four. It says, not that we rule like dictators over your faith. I'm not here to rule over your faith. I'm just here to point you to Jesus. You decide what kind of faith you want to have. I'll just tell you about it. You can decide if you want it or not. All right? But I'm not going to make you have it. All right? It says, uh, this is the Amplified, we... Not that we rule like dictators over your faith, but rather we work with you for the increase of your joy. I want to see your joy increase. How many could use some increase of joy? Amen? I'll tell you what, joy is the greatest stress relief you will ever experience. The minute the joy of the Lord hits you, stress flies off of you like a butterfly. I'm telling you, there's nothing like the joy of the Lord. Well, how do I get the joy? You start by going, ha, ha, ha. You do that in the natural, and the Spirit of God will kick in. If you're having a bad day sometime, and, you, and you're experiencing a lot of trouble and a lot of things, just go, just go, go somewhere and go, go if you've got to go to the bathroom, go, ha, ha, ha. People will be wondering what's happening in the bathroom. You'll be having a little joy experience in the bathroom. They'll be like, they must have had some fiber today. No, it's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So preaching is so that your joy will increase and that your faith will stand firm. You know, part of our goal as a church is to build a strong body of believers. Believers have to be strong. Why? Because you're not always in church. So you learn how to be strong in church so that you can be strong out there. And a strong believer will take what they learn in church, a good spirit-filled Bible-preaching church, and they'll be able to apply it out there. And when the devil puts pressure and intimidation, and he, when he tries to put pressure and intimidation and fear on you out there, you'll be able to stand strong. Why? Because you're a believer that's taken in the Word of God. You've sat at the feet of Jesus, amen? And, and you took in His Word, and you became strong, glory to God. God wants some strong, we need some strong believers in today's world. There's a lot of unrighteousness that's not getting justice. We need some people who will do what the right thing. Amen? Amen. It takes someone with a spirit of faith to do the right thing in the midst of a wrong generation. We got to rise up and do what's right. God didn't ask us to, to do what's popular. He asked us to do what's right. We're not supposed to walk in popularity. We're supposed to walk in righteousness. But now, if God makes you famous, that's another thing. He promised Abraham, he said, I'll make your name famous. Amen? God did. He made his name famous. If God makes you famous, that's okay. Don't let the world make you famous. Glory to God. 
We're talking about the spirit of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. We preach Jesus. All right. Second Corinthians four, six. For God commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So the spirit of faith has the light or the revelation of the knowledge of the glory and majesty of God shining in our hearts. We got the knowledge of the glory. Oh my goodness. We have the potential to be a glory character. Or I'm sorry, a container. We can, we can carry the glory like a water boy carries water. The team is, is, is doing its thing. They're on the field and, and thank God for the water boy. When, when, when they, when they need that boost of energy and they need that, they gotta quench that thirst because they've been sweating playing the game. The water boy brings them water. Amen. Just like the water boy carries water, we carry the glory. We carry the glory of God. God meant for us to carry the glory. He said, I put my treasure in earthen vessels. We are the earthen vessels that contain the treasure of God. God put his most priceless, precious treasure in us. His son, his word, his Holy Ghost, his light, his favor, his goodness. It's in us. He invested in us. And we are carriers of the glory of God. Amen. We can enter into the glory. We can experience the glory. Hallelujah. The glory of God. Amen. Just like the, in the Old Testament, it was it came in visible forms. It came in a, a pillar of fire, a pillar of cloud. It came as light. It came as thunder. It came as a cloud covering mountains. The glory. And Peter, James, and John, before they died, they got to see Jesus in his glory. They got to see his bright shining clothes, his hair of wool, his bronze feet. They got to see it on the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus was transformed right before their eyes. Peter thought, this is such a good place. We need to build up a community, set up camp right here. Build a tent for you and for me and for Elijah and, amen, the glory of God. Hallelujah. Let me close with this. Go to Acts 26. Acts 26. My goodness. Verse 18. Acts 26, verse 18. This is, this is, I think it's Paul testifying. He said, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light. How many has turned from darkness to light? Hallelujah. Right? And from the power of Satan to God, that they might receive forgiveness, release from their sins, and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith. Amen? And then Ephesians 5.8 says, You were once in darkness, but now you're, 
Now you are light in the Lord. Say, I'm light in the Lord. He said, walk as children of the light. We got to walk as children of the light. We got to live as those who are native born to the light. Hallelujah. We got to become familiar with God's light. Do you know, we spent years in darkness. Some of us spent years, decades in darkness. Our minds were blinded by Satan who blinds them that believe not. But then one day a message came across our path and we heard something that we hadn't heard before. And we believed in what we heard and we accepted it. And when we accepted it, a transformation took place. You got born again. You became a child of God. You became a carrier of his glory. You became sealed with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And and God set you apart for his work, for his service, for his kingdom. He brought you into his household. He brought you into his family. Hallelujah. He brought you into his kingdom. Glory to God. He brought you under the anointing of God. Hallelujah. He destroyed every yoke and removed every burden from you. Glory to God. This is what God has done for us. Hallelujah. And this is what we need to share with others. Why? We, we have the spirit of faith. We have the same spirit of faith. And we believe as it is written, as the scripture said. We don't differ from the scripture. See, I don't differ from the scripture. The scripture and me are one. I say what the scripture says. Because I believe what the scripture says. Oh my goodness, when you, say, when you believe what the scripture says, and you say what the scripture says, the power of God is manifested on the scene for whatever you need. And the power of God is here right now. Amen? Because we have faith. We have the spirit of faith. We have the same spirit of faith. We have the same spirit of faith that Joshua had when he marched around Jericho. And then on the seventh day at the seventh time, they blew the trumpets and he shouted and the walls fell. We have the same spirit of faith that Esther had when she approached the king knowing that if she wasn't requested, she could be killed. But she put her faith in God and she said, if I perish, I perish. I'm going to go for it. We need some people who are going to go for it tonight. We need some people who aren't going to hold back tonight. We need some people who are going to grab onto what God said and not let go and Take possession of it. Hallelujah. I feel a preach coming on me right now. And God is saying, you are that people. You are that person. You have the same spirit of faith. You have the same spirit of faith. It's time that you kill some giants. It's time that you take over some lands. It's time that you overturn some tables. It's time that you drive people out that are are misusing God's things. It's time that you cast out devils. It's time that you heal the sick. It's time to, that you laugh yourself silly. Hallelujah. Is there anybody here who has never experienced the joy of the Lord? The joy of the Lord is our strength. It's okay, because there's always got to be a first. 
If you've never tapped in to the joy of the Lord, you can get full right now in this moment. See, I'm I'm just going to demonstrate to you while the Holy Spirit is going to demonstrate. See, in order to for the Holy Spirit to flow, you have to yield. Now, these people, they know how to yield. And I'm not doing anything. I'm not even telling a joke. But the Holy Ghost is doing something right now. See, what he does is he works from within. And he works on the outside. And see, the joy of the Lord, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like soda bubbles. It just effervesces out of the container. And see, sometimes God has to shake them up a little bit in order for it to flow. You know, you shake up the bottle, right? See, when, when, when maybe your soda has gone flat. And if your soda's gone flat, you need a little shake. And once you give a little shake, more bubbles will form. But see, sometimes you need a little shake. Right? Not a chocolate shake or a strawberry shake. Just a little shake as God rests his hand on you. Hallelujah. And his joy just begins to flow. There's, there's a joy of the Lord. It, 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 it doesn't come from watching the three stooges. But it just comes from the spirit of God. It wells up you like a volcano. And then it explodes and you can't contain it. And it just comes out. It comes out, but see, it's like Maxwell House. It's good to the last drop. See, if you just let the joy flow. See, it's like a river. And it has a current. And sometimes the current will bubble. Sometimes it will overflow like a waterfall. See, when, when a waterfall, it... it, it Water has been flowing and it reaches a cliff and it just goes over. It goes over the edge. See, God's taken you over the edge. He has taken you over the edge and he's causing his water to flow. Hallelujah. See, the joy of the Lord. See, joy is like oil. And sometimes God is just lubricating your parts. Because your, your gears got a little squeaky. And it just needs a little oil to get the squeak out and to promote smooth movement. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for the joy. Just begin to thank God for his joy right now. Thank you, Lord, for the joy. I thank you, Lord, for your joy. Your joy is my strength. Hallelujah. Your joy comes from you. He gives you joy unspeakable. See, you can't speak about it. Words can't explain the joy of the Lord. It's unspeakable, but it's full of glory. Oh, the, the joy of the Lord is full of glory. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. There is a stream, and it's flowing right now, whose streams make glad the city of God. See, you're a citizen in the city. Hallelujah. You're a citizen in the city of God. And that joy is flowing. See, it's not just flowing in laughter, but it's flowing over your